0: What's up? What's up? What's up, bitches? How are you? Happy Thursday. I think it's Thursday, right? Happy Thursday. Um, when you're listening to this, or fuck. Happy whatever day you're listening to this. We're always a day late and a dollar short. I feel like y'all can always just expect the podcast to be posted on Wednesday or on Thursday. I am no longer committing to a singular day because then I fucking let you guys down. And the worst thing I ever want to do is let y'all down. But can we talk about what this episode is, y'all? Oh my God, I think I'm going to cry. No, I'm not going to cry. I have a black soul, so it takes a lot for me to fucking cry. But um, this is our one year anniversary episode. Can you fucking believe it? I cannot. Like the be that bitch is officially a year old. I feel like like we need a a smash cake or something to celebrate a one year anniversary. I cannot believe that we have been doing episodes for a year. We've been together for a year. It just blows my fucking mind. It just blows my mind. I just want to let y'all know how appreciative of y'all i am i know that this podcast is not like the most politically correct one the most put together one the most like you know just low-key one the most informational one even sometimes but y'all still tune in week after week to hear what i have to say and it just means the fucking most to me i cannot let y'all like tell y'all enough how much it means to me that you trust me enough. To listen to me and give me your hard earned time because I know we are all so short on time and so the fact that you take time out of your day and y'all have for a year to listen to this podcast, it just means so fucking Much to me. And I am so excited to see where this podcast goes in another year. I know my goal is to have more guests on, to really be focusing on giving y'all more value, but you can still expect Hot Mess Express Alley and spicy book reviews and lots of cussing and always making sure we're staying a hydrated bitch. Also, if you guys don't know yet, um, remind yourself every single time I say a cuss word, you gotta take a swig. So at the end of this, you can be one hydrated bitch because a hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. Um, But no, seriously, y'all, I just from the bottom of my black soul, I want you to know how grateful I am for y'all and how much I love you guys and how much I don't take y'all for granted. Like I would be nothing without you guys. And so I love you so much. Um, I've got a really great episode planned for y'all. This episode is going to be with one of my best friends, Kelly. She was on the podcast actually almost a year ago this day when we finished 75 hard. A lot of y'all were asking questions and wanting a suggestion on a podcast of like, talk about what a year can change. And so I really wanted to touch base on that. But before we get to that, We gotta do our spicy book pick of the week. Y'all, I swear, why do I even try that? Because I can't fucking sing. Like, what? What, Allie? Why are you trying that? Why are you doing that? Okay, so my spicy book pick of the week, y'all. I, I mean, I have to choose this one. It's just immaculate. Um, it's called Rogue. It is a MMF. So a male, male, female book. Um, I want you to think Top Gun, but make it spicy and make it MMF. It is a forbidden romance. So spicy. Oh my gosh. It makes you work for it. It's a slow slow, burn. It takes to 50% of the book but once it does it motherfucking hits. Every other chapter it hits. I kid you not. It is so good. It's also an enemies to lovers. So it covers uh, Quinn, Beck, and Avery. So Avery's the girl. Then there's Quinn and Beck. They are in the Navy. One is like a pilot a commander and one is like under that i I can't remember his title um but they're enemies like they fucking hate each other but both of them fall for avery the girl and so it just progresses from there y'all it's so good she's actually undercover and they don't even know that so it's literally so good please please read it it's by um who the fuck is it by uh, Ray something, um, Katie Ray, so it's by Katie Ray, I'll post it in the show notes for y'all, also, pick of the week, please, for the love of all that is mighty, everybody fucking listen to, on Audible, listen to, Palm Beach University series by Candy Steiner. This series is owning my entire life. It's a seven book series, y'all. So it is a commitment, but it is a reality TV show. It's literally the best. It follows seven, yes, seven um, people in a fraternity and a sorority. So seven members of a fraternity and sorority and like the drama that happens to them while they're at college. And it's So good. If you love trashy reality TV show, you will love this. And it listens so good because it has seven different narrators. So it literally sounds like a fucking reality TV show. It's the best. Please, everybody, because it's consuming my life right now. All right. So those are my top picks of the week. If y'all like those book reviews, if you are a reader or you want to get into reading, we do have a Be That Bitch book club that we are opening enrollment for March. So you can go to the show notes to join that. We will be having Candy Stoner, an author, on our like call in March. So it's going to be so fucking good. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah. So anyways, we're going to go ahead and get into the episode because it is a longer one, but I know how you bitches love full length episodes. So without further ado, let's get to it. Okay. What's up, monkey butt? We got Kells here. <laughs> Y'all, I cannot believe it's been an entire fucking year of this podcast. And then, if you guys remember from the episode of Be That Bitch That Does 75 Hard, Kelly was the first guest and the only guest for a hot minute <laughs> on the podcast. And we did an episode when we were in the Dominican Republic together. And now we're about to head to Mexico but we're at different resorts this time. So I was like, we can't really do an
1: episode. So
0: let's go ahead and have Kels on for our one year anniversary episode.
1: I cannot believe it's already been a year.
0: Dude, I can't either. Do you remember whenever I messaged you like freaking the fuck out? Like Kelly
1: was the one that had to tell me like, Allie, shut the fuck up and just do it. Yeah, because you were so afraid. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like a podcast is what you were made to do. And clearly like it has been like, the amount of people who talk about it and share it and people who have co- contacted me and been like, I looked up your friend Ali's podcast. It's amazing. It's changed my life. And I'm like, yes, I know. Everybody needs to listen. Like, and, and it's just, just the more that you do it, the better it gets. And it will keep doing that. I'm just, I'm so proud of you. But everybody don't, don't, you know, she says, the more I do it, the better it gets, but don't get no fucking
0: expectations now. It's still going to be rough. It's still not going to be beautifully edited. It's just it's still a fucking mess, but it's But that's what's good about it. That's what we like. That's why we love you. If it was if it was too like clean cut it wouldn't be me because no. I, there's there's nothing clean I'm rugged to the end no. but I that. was deathly afraid so y'all I you know I feel like so many times people talk about like doing it scared and I even preached it for the longest time like do it scared like you know start before you're ready I legit a year before I even started this, mentioned to Kelly about doing a podcast, and mm-hmm. I let myself talk myself out of it. And she was checking in on me. She even like said, like she was, she was checking in on me, saying, "Are you doing it?" And then I ended up totally talking myself out of it. And I almost did it the second time around until she just told me to shut the fuck up and just do it. Which she said oh. it a lot nicer than that because she's the nice friend. I'm,
1: not. <laughs> I would never, but um. I did you bought the microphone like I don't even know a year before you had and I was when you bought the microphone, I was like, this is it. She's doing it. She's doing it. And it just sat
0: there. Yeah, I bought the no, it's not even that I just bought the microphone. I literally bought the microphone and recorded like three episodes and then never posted them, never did anything with them, like never hit publish. I let the fact that I didn't know how to create a podcast stop me from creating said podcast. Like I just talked myself out of it. And, you know, it's crazy to think now we're here a year later after I talked myself out of it for a while. And I think a lot of you guys probably can relate to that, right? Like you might've talked yourself out of your health and fitness journey for a while or starting your business venture or starting something. And then you kind of come to the point where you're like, you either got to shit or get off the pot. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I'm, I'm, forever grateful that I finally listened to you and actually publish it, even though I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I feel like that's what we all, we all don't know what we're doing. We're just all trying to figure it out as we go. But Mm -hmm. I did y'all, I I took it to IG and y'all requested an episode where it's like, be that bitch that gives it a year and talking about how much a year can make the difference, make or break a difference or whatever the case may be. And that is why I asked Kelly to come on because, you know, me and her, we've kind of been like, like fitness sisters, just everything through it all. We literally partners, life partners are throuple. Chris just doesn't (laughs) know yet. Y'all, we read way too many smutty books and (laughs) we were at, um, smutcation, which y'all heard. We went to that the other week and I was sharing a bed with Kelly and I was like, Look, you just need to move to Georgia and join Chris and I and we can have a thropple. <laughs> I messaged Chris. Chris is like, what are y'all doing <laughs> over there? And I said, Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry, about, Don't worry it. about it. But I'm still trying to convince her to move to Georgia because I mean, Logan and Everly are arranged to be married. It's yeah, it's true. They're we're we're about to be in-laws anyways. They have 15 years until their marriage is finalized. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so we've got time, but she's got to move to Georgia for that to happen. I just don't know if I can deal with West Virginia. So rude. <laughs> but no, seriously, y'all. Um, And this, like I said, this is just gonna be kind of like a girl chat, but I wanted her to come on because we both went through different things, but we did it simultaneously together and we both kind of took different approaches and had different mindsets. And we've gone through these last two years. I want to say, cause we mm-hmm. talked about when we did 75 hard and we did that twice together. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go listen to that episode. It was a joint on be that bitch that does 75 hard. I think it was like the third or fourth episode. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about that with her and going through 2021. And like the mindset we had around that and how much 2021, like life changed in that year and then compare it to how much life can change in the span of 2022 and the different approaches we took. So Kel, I didn't know if you wanted to kind of like touch, like let them know kind of like how impactful 2021 was like the mindset you had, was it a growth year? Was it like a a
1: maintenance year? Was it just improving yourself and like kind of go through that? so um right at the end of 2021 um, December 30th uh, my husband passed away after a four-year battle with cancer and so um, I had already committed to doing 75 hard and you know I knew that the naysayers would say no you need to take some time you need to to you know rest and just whatever but I know me and I know I do better whenever I stay in motion and and Ali like can vouch like It wasn't like I was going from zero to a hundred. Like this was something that I already kind of had set in place with fitness every day and nutrition and just personal development, all the things that come with 75 hard. And I knew if I sat down and didn't do anything, uh, that would be the beginning of the end. And so, um, for a while you were totally against it. Like you, yeah, I was doing it. I was already the first, for the first, Yeah what the well the very first time you did it back in 2021 I was like no you're stupid I'm not doing I that and then, yeah like you dumb bitch I'm not doing that shit I know I was like no that's that's just no why why and then I did it and I loved it um and then, well I mean I loved how I felt in it it's hard it is hard that's the point of it um so in 2022 um Allie had started a few days before me and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a few days and then we're going to jump in. Uh, and it's honestly the best. Don't thing let, let do. her it's like,
0: she didn't want to just take a few days. She wanted to get rid of her Trulies and her white claws in her fridge before
1: she started. <laughs> just you, like, guys, you, guys, on blast. you guys can't see my face, but I'm giving her a face.
0: <laughs> Literally. She, she was like, Allie, you're starting on January 1st. And I was like, yeah, I'm starting on January 1st. And she's like, no, you see, I'm not going to do that because that's a Saturday and I just bought a pack of white claws. <laughs> so I'm going to start on that Monday. And then I just was like, Ugh, bitch voice, uh, bitch voice. It's okay. We
1: got through it.
0: We got through it. Okay. Seriously. I think 2021 for both of us was a growth year. Like it was, it was a year where we both were at like our all time lows at the beginning of that year where we, she was battling, you know, the loss of her husband. I was battling, you know, trying to overcome postpartum depression. And I feel like 2020 year one was a year of fighting, like a year of like, really proving to ourselves what we're capable of really trying to fight for what we believe in. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize like before you have your smooth sailing years, you've got to have those thought years, those like grit years where you've really Mm -hmm. got to like dig deep. I want to, I want you to kind of like touch base on maybe that mindset of like 2021, like fighting through all of the shit thoughts that you had come accustomed to, because I mean, that year was just a struggle in general.
1: Oh, yeah. I think, um, you know, I had to make a decision of whether or not I was going to just like let myself go in the deep, dark hole and whether or not I was going to stay there or not. I didn't want that to be an option. You know, I didn't want to even go there. Um, So I did. I made the decision to just like fight right then and there and not let myself go into the hole. Um, And it was just it became less about. about trying to survive and trying to just make it through. And it was more about like overcoming and, um, and healing, uh, because, you know, I had been through a lot in the past, well, now it's been five years. Um, and, and to, to finally have like this sense of, of power over my life. Uh, for, for for so long I felt like I was slow to it like I felt like I had no control over what was happening. Um, and so 75 hard really did that for me it showed me that I'm in charge of, of my life and um you know I, I can do what I want to do and I did so. But, and, and
0: I don't want to make this entire episode about 75 hard. I feel like that's not what yeah. we're trying to do. I just want you guys to realize that like some years are growth years or grit years. So like for me, for example, 2021, I really had to overcome all of those demons. And so it was, I want to call that the uphill battle year where I literally felt like the entire year I was pushing a boulder up a fucking hill and I was just waiting on the, like the, the, just to be able to breathe for a second, but I was pushing it up and it was hard and it was a struggle. And I felt like it was constantly a thought, especially Mm -hmm. for somebody who was always looking for those short-term results and those short-term gratifications to really realize. And and that's one thing, you know, a 75 day program taught me, but even, you know, I get, I told myself, I want to give myself this whole year. It told me to look at the, it taught me to look at the big picture. And I think Mm -hmm. that year was a year of insane, like growth for me, not only like outwards, like I feel like my body physically changed so much in 2021 and, but also my mindset. And then 2022 came, and I felt like I had a moment where I was ex- still expecting because we did 75 hard again, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that because we did it the first time. You know, it we grew so much. It literally taught us so much. We'll constantly say doing a challenge is insane as that, and committing to it changed our entire lives. But then we went ahead and did it again in 2022, and I feel like I was waiting on this aha moment. This next level to unlock. And it never happened. And then I kept waiting on these like insane physical results. Like I had the first year. And I feel like a lot of us do that. We'll compare a year to a year, you know, like, Oh, this year to last year and say, you know, I must not be working hard enough. I must not be doing enough. I must not be whatever, because my body's not changing the way that it did the year prior, or my mindset's not unlocking new levels like it did prior. And you can almost feel like a failure. And so I know part of 2022, I really dealt a lot with like imposter syndrome. Like, am I actually doing the things that I say I'm doing? Am I actually giving this my all? Am I actually going to, you know, move forward? Am I going to, you know, be able to shrink my body or change my body anymore or anything like this? Or is this really like it for me? And I would love to tell you guys that I'm over that, but I feel like still sometimes I struggle with that because my body just it doesn't change that much anymore. And you, you can see crazy results, you know, especially when you're at the beginning of your journey, but it's like, how do you get past all of the mental shit when your body's not really changing and your results aren't coming like they used to, to keep yourself going. And I know you've dealt with that a lot lately because we've chatted Mm -hmm. about it. So I didn't know if you wanted to kind of like just chat with them about that and let them know, you know, like, how
1: you got through that or how you're getting through it. Cause I know it's yeah. still, still battles I sometimes. guess, yeah, I guess getting through it because it's always a work in progress on this. Um, and some days you feel like awesome about everything. And then you'll look in the mirror one day and you're just like, Oh my gosh, like what have I been looking at all this time? You just have these mental days that are bad, but, uh, um, and, and quite frankly, my body has not really changed at all from, from 75 hard first round to the second round to now. Um, I mean, it has a little, but it's, it's in ways that I appreciate more. Like I am stronger. I am more toned. I have all the things that I really want, but um, I think it's just more mentally. The, the growth mentally is what has sustained that. Like, you know, it's been two and a half years of, of consistently working out, consistently doing things that I enjoy for my body, not because You know, it's, I'm not chasing a number. I'm not chasing weight loss for the first time in my entire life. I'm doing it because I genuinely enjoy it.
0: Even if it's so hard, because I know sometimes- the imposter syndrome, but not also that, but the fucking comparison, like mm-hmm. we can see some people on social media. And I know I've had to mute accounts. You've had a mute account yes. where you see people that are taking different routes as you, or they're doing it a different way and they're dropping fucking weight. Like it's their job. Mm-hmm. And you know, you blinked and they're getting these super fast results. And you almost have this moment of like, I must be doing something wrong. Like I must be broken somewhere because like you, I also don't feel like my body has changed that much in the last year from like Mm -hmm. April of 2022 to April of 2023. I just don't feel like my body's changed that much, but can we talk about the fucking power in consistency and just like, Because for me, I feel like weight loss and my fitness journey and everything has always been a fucking roller coaster. It's always been high highs and low lows. It's always been, you know, drop 20 pounds, gain 25 pounds. Like it always has been this never ending fucking roller coaster. And for if anything, I know 2022 for me, I went into that year saying I want to prove to myself that I Can maintain that I can be consistent and maintain Mm -hmm. to not have those high highs and low lows. And there's so much beauty in showing yourself that you can stay consistent, that you can have a consistent weight, consistent size, that you've unlocked maintenance mode. And I feel like there's such beauty in that, especially after a hustle year of really fighting and, and chasing the next goal. If it was a weight loss goal or a like size goal or a mindset goal or a challenge goal to then prove to yourself that even without a challenge, like 75 hard, even without anything, you can go an entire year and not gain a single pound, not. Maybe you didn't lose a single pound either, but you didn't gain a single pound. You didn't gain any pant sizes. You literally stayed the same and you proved to yourself. At least that's how I feel. I proved to myself Mm -hmm. that I can
1: just be. Yeah, I can. Because because for my entire life, it's been one of the times when I thought I was going to just be is whenever my fitness and health routine completely went out the window and I gained a bunch of weight, felt bad about myself, repeat the cycle over and over and over. So this is the first time and honestly, in my life that it's just, I'm just being, and it's, and it's working. It's fine. Like it feels good. Um, and I feel good about what I'm doing and I'm not you know, chasing, again, chasing the number, chasing whatever, and and basing my success or my happiness off of it. That's This is the first time I've been able to do that. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people fucking think that they have to be at their goal weight, or if they have to have this perfect
0: body, or they have to achieve everything they want fitness wise to be to allow themselves to like, just be and just maintain. Because I know for me, summer of 2022 was the best summer I ever had in my entire life. I wasn't chasing any insane fitness goals, mindset goals. I wasn't restricting. I wasn't super dieting. I was allowing myself to learn how to just be with the food, with alcohol, with, you know, you know, my body allowing myself to show and prove to myself that I did learn. Like I did learn yes. how to, uh, you know, not emotionally eat, to not rely on alcohol to, you know, enjoy things in moderation. And it's insane for me to think that doing something as restrictive and as insane as 75 hard taught me how to mm-hmm. then allow myself to enjoy the other things, but showing myself like, I don't like, feeling drunk. Like I don't like drinking. Like I don't even drink hard liquor anymore except for margaritas sometimes. But like I don't even drink hard liquor anymore because I don't like the way I feel on it and it's mm-hmm. insane these things that have taught me. But like I feel like everybody just feels like they have to be at their goal weight. They have to have this perfect body to say, "You know what? My goal is just to maintain. My goal is just to leave this season the same size, the same weight as I was to prove
1: to myself that I can do that." You yeah. know? And I mean, ultimately, what is the goal of life? Like, Live a life you love, live a life that's happy and all that. And if you're spending your whole life trying to lose weight and trying to, you know, just just restrict yourself and and miss out on all the fun things and enjoyment, then like, what's the point? Just enjoy it now. Well, that's what's like, you know, and and I know we've talked about this, right.
0: Whenever we're having that imposter syndrome or not Mm -hmm. even imposter syndrome, but when we're dealing with that comparison and texting and, you know, talking about, like I was saying, you guys, comparison is the thief of joy when you compare yourself to others, but also when you compare yourself to yourself. And I know me and Kelly were texting a couple months ago and she was struggling. And I hope you're okay with me saying this, but you were struggling Mm -hmm. with some people that you saw around you that were dropping weight, crazy fast and they were getting insane results and, but they did it in a way that was different than the way you're doing it. And the question I asked you, and this is the question I ask everybody is we are, it's okay if you want that, but are you willing to do what that person did to get that Meaning. Okay. It's cool. Like if you want those crazy results, if you want those fast results, are you willing to restrict your diet for years and years and years to get that? Are you willing to go under the knife and get surgery? Are you willing to cut out things that you enjoy like carbs or alcohol or whatever? Are you willing to do that stuff in a long-term to get those kinds of results? And it kind of puts that into a perspective Mm -hmm. for you, right? Like, um, I don't really fucking, I don't, you know, like you want to talk about that because I know you've dealt with a little bit because I also deal
1: with it, but I know we kind of chatted about that recently. Yeah. I think it is really hard to see other people um, being, you know, I guess it's, I don't want to say it's jealousy, um, but you know, you work your butt off all the time, every day, consistently, consistently. For how many days? Because we are. Oh, we are. Yeah. Four hundred and seventeen days. It's straight of movement. Thirty minutes movement. Uh and you know, and to see like your body pretty much is is staying same, same or it's minor changes. And then you see somebody who is doing a more drastic, um approach. a more drastic diet, a more drastic approach. Yeah. And the weight just falls right off. And they're they're so proud of themselves. And I'm proud of them too. That's great. And they post all these pictures and they're being congratulated and stuff, and you just kind of like. What am I doing wrong that like I'm not seeing this? But at the end of the day, it's it's exactly what Allie said. You know, I'm not willing to give up carbs. I'm not willing to um to to do anything super drastic to my body that's going to change it forever. Um, and at the end of the day, um, you know, that's just something that you have to kind of come to terms with. Is is what you're willing to sacrifice? Um, for, you know your goals, we'll say your goals, whatever that may look like. But you know, that's just not it for me.
0: I mean, and and for me also, I feel like I've suffered in the past a lot with comparison and that question alone helps me all the time. Am I willing to do what they, because that's something we don't put into thought, right? It's really easy for us to feel that envy when Mm -hmm. we see somebody on social media with the before and after, when we, you know, see what they're like what they've achieved, all the congratulations, and then thinking about what we want to achieve. It's really easy to sit in that envy, but it's not easy to ask yourself the tough questions like, okay, you can either sit here and play the victim and the poor you, or you can ask yourself, am I willing to do what that person's doing to get those kind of results? And when you answer that question, it can kind of alleviate that envy a little bit. And then you can do steps to protect your peace. But I just want y'all to, like, I say this all for you guys to realize that no matter how far in your journey you're in, if you're in 20 days, 30 days, a year, two years, we all struggle with mindset. Sometimes we all Mm -hmm. struggle with, you know, motivation. We all struggle with body image issues. We all struggle with comparison. We all, no matter how far fuck I struggle with it. And I am Mm -hmm. that bitch that hosts be that bitch. Like Mm -hmm. I literally have a podcast talking about being that bitch, but y'all like, can we be that bitch? That's just honest with ourselves sometimes and say, this is fucking hard. Like it's fucking hard to go, you know, 20 days on your journey, let alone a year and whatever. But I will tell y'all the, the more that I focused on the long-term goals and the long-term journey, the easier it got a little bit because I wasn't so focused on all those short-term little dopamine hits. Right. I feel like so many times, especially at the beginning of your journey, you're focused on all those like short-term dopamine hits. Like you're getting results, you're getting your results, but what happens when those hits stop? What happens when they, though, you don't get a dopamine hit every week or every two weeks even. And it goes months and months and months without a hit. Like for me, for example, I literally went probably four or five months without seeing any kind of progress, progress mm-hmm. in my runs, progress. And I have trained, trained the fuck out mm-hmm. of my brain to search for like the results. Right. Because I always say, the scale is the worst place to look for results. I'll never look there, but there's so many different ways, right? There's your libido, there's your pants, there's your shirt sizes, there's muscle definition. There's how many, how much are you lifting more weights? Are you running faster? Are you able to run longer? Is your heart rate lower? Like there's so many different. And I literally was looking everywhere for months and I saw nothing like absolutely nothing. I kid you not. And it got to a point where I also was like, what's the fucking point? Like, Mm -hmm. what's the point? And then I had to realize like, the point is you don't want to go back to being the bitch that you were like regardless, if you're not moving forward, even if you're staying right where you are for a hot minute,
1: it is so much better than the bitch you were. Than going backwards. Absolutely. And that's that was kind of the theme of this year also for me because obviously it was grieving my husband. I had a I had a lot on my plate and just learning to live without him and raise our son without him and things like that. And so it it just became less about having to see win 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 progress, 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 and more about just learning to to be okay with where I'm at and to to just adjust and and figure things out as I went because the year i mean it went like this all year long and it still is what am i saying <laughs> but um but you know i think it just became less about like you said the little wins and the dopamine hits because they weren't coming i didn't i didn't have those because i was just in survival mode a lot of the year um and and now i feel like i can say like it was a, in hindsight it was less about survival mode and i really did a lot of healing throughout the year and, but it was because I stayed so consistent and I wasn't so focused on when chasing after this and that, you no. Know? but also like, let's just talk about,
0: yes, it was a really fucking hard year for you, but you learned to lean on different things than other things, right? Like lean away right. from things that are not going to help
1: you and lean towards things that did like you found. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I found and and I leaned into things. You know, I found a new church. We had our our book club was started. Um, you know, our fitness group is incredible. Um, you know, I did I started therapy. I did a grief share class. I I really took steps in the direction of like I am willing to do the hard, scary, uncomfortable thing because I want to be better. I don't want to sit in this feeling forever. I don't want to feel this way. So I'm going to do the things that are uncomfortable because that is what is going to make this better. And I think that so many of us don't wanna take that step uh, because it is scary and hard and uncomfortable, but that's what is going to make change us and make us better but I, and, and I feel like, you know, yes, where 2021
0: was all about the outer results and the physical and chasing those aesthetic results. And that was giving us our instant dopamine hits. 2022 is a lot about the inner results, right? A lot about the inner growth and the person that you were and, and joining. And I feel like that's something that a lot of us can resonate with. And especially me is like each year, your growth is going to look different. Sometimes it'll be outer. Sometimes it'll be inner, but, as long as you don't give up and as long as you keep fighting and as long as you realize and say that quitting is just not an option, you're going to get somewhere regardless, even if it isn't aesthetic. Yes, that might be why you started this or why you do what you do, but You know, I feel like the least interesting thing about us is our outer results and the least, like the least impactful parts of this journey is losing the weight. Like that's the, not the stuff that's not the stuff that's going to completely change your life. It's everything that happens on the inside. And it's just insane to me because like, if I would have told the alley of fucking 2015, 2016, that you would be still over 200 pounds, still consider quote unquote morbidly obese, or maybe I'm just obese. now. I don't really know. Still, <laughs> I'm still in the obesity category. No, we're still up there. We're still up there, but you are fucking just happy and you love yourself mm-hmm. and you look at yourself and yes, maybe not every day you love the way you look, but you still love the human that you are every day. Yes. She would fucking she would call bullshit because back then it was always about the number. It was always about chasing that instant dopamine hit. It was always about, it. Was, I was always on Amazon prime mindset and never in like ordering from China mindset. Like <laughs> I know I'm ordering from China. This shit's going to be take forever but it fucking saved me a boatload of money but i expect when i order from amazon to pay a little more but i want it in two days and if it takes three days that is unacceptable i was wondering where you were going <laughs> i don't ever know
1: where i'm going with these analogies it just kind of comes no me. but it's true because when we did Seventy Five have the Hard the first time like you were talking about like it was all about the physical changes i remember like i'd take my daily photo and i'd go look at day one and compare it and then like you know to look at day one and compare and compare and compare and the second time around we documented our our day every day 75 hard for 75 days we did like a daily vlog or something similar to that and i remember being so offended when people would like comment and ask me like how much weight i've lost or Them or you know, bitches are sad what they would yeah they really are people. she's
0: on tiktok i don't really TikTok but <laughs> The TikTok bitches are way fucking
1: different than the Instagram bitches. Oh, they mean, they mean. (laughs) (laughs) But so the second time around, whenever, like, I would post these, these videos and I would do these voiceovers about, like, what my day was like and stuff. And people would comment and ask me how much weight I lost. I was so offended because I felt like that was the least interesting part of my journey. That was the least interesting part of the video. That was the least interesting thing about me. Was how much weight I was losing. I mean,
0: but all of fucking society is programmed to think results equals weight loss, results yeah. equals weight loss. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. And that is why yeah. every single time somebody tells me, like, I'm struggling to stay consistent, I, I can't, I struggle to make it 30 days, let alone a year. I ask them, how are you measuring your success? And the mm-hmm. first fucking thing. Most of them say is the scale. And I say, that is exactly why you're failing. Yep. And I know, I know a lot of people are like, well, I need to measure it some way. Okay, do that. I don't give a fuck if you measure it every day. I did too, but do it in a more reliable way. Do it in progress photos. We took a pro- I fucking took a progress photo every day of 2021. Literally, I had 365 mm-hmm. progress photos, right? Take it in measurements, but that's a lot of fucking work. I ain't, I ain't gonna do that. Take it in like putting on a pair of britches and seeing how far up they'll go. Like, just don't put that much like clout and give that much fucking pressure to this machine that can literally change in the span of a
1: single day even hours i mean it's just insane but but also it's like whenever you look at look at what you're doing are you moving your body check that's good for you any doctor's going to tell you that are you eating vegetables check that's good for you any doctors going to tell you are you drinking water check 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 it's like the things you are doing are good for your body, regardless of what the scale says. So, why would you not want to take care of your body in that way? No, they all just want to fucking quit. Like, quitting is going to get mm-hmm. them any fucking first, closer to their goal. Yeah.
0: I know. I know it's hard. Like, I feel like that's something I tell everybody all the time. Like, yes, it's hard. Yes. It's hard to keep going. Yes. It's hard to commit to a year or whatever of anything, but it's also hard to live a life that you're not obsessed with. It's also mm-hmm. hard to live a life in a body that you hate. It's also hard to live a life where you have no energy and you have no stamina to do anything. And you have literally like none of your clothes fit and you just feel like shit. Like it's hard to feel like shit. It's so which hard would you like to choose? Like, which Mm -hmm. hard would you rather live with? And I would rather live in the hard that it's hard to show up every single day and it's hard to push through my workout than living in the hard of feeling worthless because I've been there. And I feel like that's like something a lot of people don't think is, you know, what's the alternative? Like, you know what it's like to give up, but you don't know, like, and that's why I always say like, you've got to go into any kind of, fitness journey, whatever, and say, I am committing for a year. And I tell my girls that like I, we talked about the phases, um, last week's podcast episode where I said, you know, like the phase of nutrition and y'all, I told you guys it's over a span of a year. And that's every single time we have a new boot camp kickoff call. I always tell you guys, I always tell them, I'm like, I want you right now to commit that you're going to be here 364 days later, like Mm -hmm. I want you to commit because you're not going like the results are going to change. Everything's going to change. But as long as you make that commitment and you keep showing up, you're going to keep getting closer and fighting through all that. And I don't know. I know I told you that whenever you first started, I don't know if that was impactful
1: to you or not. Like I don't. Oh yeah, of course. I think because my entire life, I, you know, it had been do a complete one eighty on your life when that, you know, when you start this new program, this new thing, then you, you know, all of a sudden you're going to work out every single day. You're going to drink a gallon of water. You are going to never eat a carb. You are going to only eat you can never eat vegetables. a carb. Right. You are going to only eat vegetables and chicken. And if you don't meal prep, you're donezo. you know, it was just like you had to do this complete lifestyle change in one day. And of course, it's not realistic. That's not sustainable. And that's why so many of us fall off and never jump back one because it. It's just feels impossible to do all those things at once. So doing the approach where you're just adding a little bit, adding a little bit, adding a little bit until you get to the point where like, this is my lifestyle and it's no big deal to do these things. It makes all the difference in the world to approach it that way.
0: And I feel like a lot of us, you know, going back to the comparison, we feel like we always should be further than where we are. And so when we take off quitting off the table and we say, we're going to give this a year, you start thinking about like, okay, where do I want to be in a year? So you, you kind of don't feel that pressure of hitting these short-term goals as much because you know, you have this long-term one and yes, you break it down and stuff like that. But I think that was a big, change factor for me is when i committed to like one year which for me it was the committing to the live hard program even if i did i didn't do the last phase but i i was committing to the what live hard or whatever he calls it which is 75 hard phase 1 phase 2 and phase 3 even though i didn't do phase 3 it allowed me to say okay like i'm committing to giving myself my all for one year and i feel like that was just like all the change like it just yeah. changed everything for me so i want if you're talking to like some, what are some of your biggest tips? If somebody's like, okay, you know, you've convinced me, I want to give it one year to focus on myself, to not allow myself to whatever, what are some of your biggest tips to like get through that first year? Because I know you had a lot of shit like stacked up against you that a lot of people would have just like quit or never even started. And so mm-hmm. what would be some of those big tips if somebody's starting and they're dealing with
1: some like major life changes like you did? Um, I think, oh, that's a that's a hard question, Allie. Um, my first tip uh, would be to just make that make that commitment to yourself for yourself, not for anybody else. That that this is going to be about about your journey, your healing, and and really focus on the the inward journey and not what's going on all around you. Um, because like we talked about before, I know it's really easy to, to fall victim to the comparison. Um, but also, you know, in my situation, I compared myself to the person I used to be pre-cancer wife, Kelly. Um, and I think, you know, she was an entirely different person. She didn't, she didn't go through a lot of trauma that I have been through now. And of course it's made me stronger. It's made me a better person, Um, but you know, when you're, when you're trudging through it, it doesn't feel that way. Um, you feel like you have the whole world on your back. And so I think just making that commitment to myself and I started out with, I'm just going to move my body every day. Um, and of course I did that with Beachbody programs and found my, my, uh, love for, for that because I liked the the accomplishment of, of finishing the programs and, and, you know, feeling like I did that, you know? Um, And the more that I did it, the more confidence I built in myself, because I was upholding the commitment that I made to myself on day one. Because the more that you do what you say you're going to do, the more you believe in yourself. And that is where confidence comes from. Uh, But um, I think also, you know, like we had just talked about, just building on small building blocks as you go. Don't try to do a 180 and change your entire life in one day, because especially if you're going through something really hard, adding all of that on top of what you're already going through is, it's impossible. Your brain cannot comprehend it. Um, but, you know, by the end of 75 hard, I was so in this, um, mindset of like, this is what we do every day. Now, this is just how I am. That, you know, I was walking laps around the hospital while my husband was getting his treatments and things to get him outdoor workouts in and stuff, because I just, I, I have made that commitment and I was going to uphold it because I knew I could. Um, so I think just just at the end of the day, it's about upholding what you say you're going to do for yourself. And, um, you know, I'm super proud of myself for how, how I've been able to get through all this in the past couple of years. And, um, you know, I, I step back and think like how different this could have been if I hadn't made that choice two and a half years ago to just start doing this, because, um, and I know myself and I know that I stayed in that mindset. I mean, I can't, I don't even want to really think about it because I think that I would be an entirely different mindset. My son would, would not have the mom that he has today. Who I'm starting to get a little choked up on that one. But, um, you know, that's really important to me to be whew, the mom that he deserves and the mom I promised my husband I would be. So, um, uh, I'm going to cut myself I off. Think here. Goes, <laughs> I think that just goes to show though, like
0: this, the, the way is, is the least interesting thing that's ever changed about this journey. And that like, it's not the thing that you're going to get choked up about. It's not the thing that's going to keep pushing you and having you fight. And so I think that's a big tip from like I have, if you're wanting to get through a year is have your goals, not include anything weight related, anything aesthetic related, like have your goals yes, have a 30 day, a 60 day, a 90 day goal, whatever, but have them about something else. Like at the end of 60 days, I want to be able to go run on the playground with my child. Like at the end of 30 days, I want to be able to go up the stairs and not get winded, whatever the case may be, right? Like have them something that you can control something that you can manage. Cause weight is something that whether we want to believe it or not, we can't control. Like we have an internal thermostat that wants to keep our weight at this. It's called the set point, right? We all have a set point within ourselves that our weight wants to stay at. And And no matter how much we want to believe it or not, and I know it fucking sucks sometimes, so sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but you can't control that. Yes, you can fight tooth and nail to try to get below it, but you're going to kill yourself in the process. Like, your body, like mine, wants to stay around 200 pounds. Like, that's just where my body wants to stay, no matter how hard I work, no matter how many miles I run it's not going to go any lower than that unless I do some drastic shit. And so it's weight is something that you can't control, but a lot of other things you can. And so making Mm -hmm. sure that you have something goal related, that is a controllable. The next thing, like another big goal, if you're going out for like a year of commitment is having the mindset of a set, don't let your setbacks take you back. Like, don't let those setbacks anytime you might have let yourself down a little bit, or you didn't show up the way you wanted or whatever the case may be, take you back to the bitch that you were like, you can't go back to that. So realizing that yes, where this sucks, I might've set myself back a little bit. I might've lost my way a little bit. You're no far, no, not too far in the wrong direction to whip it around and go the right way. I like to say, make your setbacks, your comebacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, I mean, life is just so fucking short, y'all. Like life is way too short to sit there and fixate on weight loss all the time and to always be focusing on the number and always be chasing that next high, like, your life could literally be over in the blink of an eye tomorrow. You could not be here. And did you want to spend your last day on earth obsessing over a number on a scale, obsessing over the amount of carbs you've intaked, obsessing over your outward appearance? Because when you're laying in your casket at the end of your life, like nobody's going to be looking and saying, God, she was so skinny when she died. Oh my (laughs) God. Like she was so skinny. I'm so proud of how skinny she was and how much weight she lost. Like, rest in peace. Like, you did good. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to be fucking thinking about that. Like, they're going to be thinking about the memories y'all created today. Like, together. The times you guys went to margaritas together and laughed your asses off. Like, those are the things that they're going to talk about. Not your size. And so just realize that at the end of your life, like, that, none of that fucking matters. And so if you get more... Okay with who you are right now, the more you are just focusing on healthy, consistent changes and doing things that are going to be for the future, you, not against you, the more life you're going to
1: change. You know, I think that we are living proof of, you know, you can have joy and be happy and enjoy life no matter what your size is or what your pants say or what I I think we both live a really joyous life in different ways. And I think that that shows, you know, on our social media or whatever, you know, when like, I'm dancing around and you're running. I mean, you find Definitely joy in that. For, for some reason, you find joy in that. I can't <laughs> understand. But I find joy in the spicy books I run, too. That's true. That's, <laughs> true. that's that's the that's the kicker right there. But but I think, you know, I think what? that says a lot. What is an arousal? Nobody knows. Nobody will ever
0: know. No, I think, I mean, I just hope at the end of this, this podcast episode, we really just wanted to show you, you know, like the difference between each year. Yes. Some years can be different than others and some goals are different and some things you might achieve in others. Don't compare each year to each year. Don't compare who you were this year to who you were that year. Just realize that every year is a new opportunity. And I feel like that is something that's helped me keep going instead of like obsessing and putting myself back, is realizing that like each year is a new book in the series of your life. Like you think of your life as an interconnected series, let's say standalone series. And each year, Yes. I just did a book analogy. Shut the fuck up. She's laughing so much at me right now. Each year of your life is like a standalone in a character series and each year is different things. Yeah. Whatever. But it all intertwines. And so just open the new book and start writing it. But I don't know. Fucking life is just beautiful. There's mm-hmm. such so like people are talking. I mean, we're in the beach body world. Y'all know that. And this trip we're going on, we're going to Mexico at the end of next month. And like, I've just seen so many stories about people like doing cleanses to lose weight, to look nice on the beach. And I'm going to do this program to be able to do this. And this is my weight loss goal. And I'm like, that fucking sucks. No. Like, Like I, I, I used to be that person that would have so much anxiety knowing I had like a beach trip coming up or whatever the case may be. And I wanted my body to look perfect. And I'm like, there's just so much more to life than that. And the moment I just released that. And I know if you're listening to this, you're like, that sounds like so far out. Like I don't, I could not ever see myself being so okay with my body where I don't stress about that. And just let you know that it's possible from somebody who literally used to weigh herself three times a day. Somebody who literally used to count every single thing in her diet, literally would go to work out to make sure she burned enough calories so she could eat that it's possible for you that you might not be able to see it now. That doesn't mean it's not possible. Absolutely. Do you have yeah. any, any final thoughts? Kels bells?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. All right. Well, I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was one year worthy. I hope every single one of you guys decide to commit yourself for at least a year. And even if you're not doing the 365, we didn't even talk about the 365 workout challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was literally why that was, big we, part of it. that was literally why we ended up being consistent for a whole year is because we made the commitment to move our body for 365 days and that movement, not workouts guys movement. Yeah. It was literally like, so when we started the goal of 75 hard, we wanted to stay consistent. So we said, we're going to work, like move our body every single day for 365 days. And I really truly do think that that promoted the most. Consistency and dedication. Like, oh, yeah. it was either a walk sometimes or a heavy duty workout or a run or jumping on the trampoline with my kids or, you know, doing yoga or something like that. But it made me stay consistent and mindful with my movement. So, like, even, you know, commit to that for 365 days or commit, just commit, commit to you and just realize when you get, when you like take quitting off the table, how much. Your life can change in a way that you might never have thought. Like, I never thought I would be running a fucking marathon in 10 days. I uh, never.
1: Second marathon.
0: Yeah. Let's just hope we don't I get mean, like,
1: lost this time. That was stressful last time. I won't lie to you. Please don't get lost again. She was,
0: she was tracking <laughs> me and also texting me. Like, why did you go offline? Why are you not on there? And I, was, and I was in the boot camp is freaking out. Did you die? Please record, please respond. <laughs> Did you pass out? And I'm over here fucking lost. Little cuckoo birds all around me. I had no <laughs> idea where I was. I then come- I was messaging
1: your running coach because you weren't answering me. And I was like, is oh she okay? No shit,
0: I wasn't answering. I was trying to run a fucking marathon. No, I know. And I couldn't find your knot. I was scared. Shit, I wasn't answering. I was running a marathon. Your dog was on the night. I was a marathon. marathon, but my bitch
1: ass got lost. Like, what the fuck? This time is going to be better. I am like, I'm putting it into the world. It's I'm going to be. I hoping that they actually have signs
0: like up instead of all like pr- painted on the street. Like, yeah. I feel like that was where they fucked up because nobody's like running staring at your feet.
1: You're not supposed to
0: whatever. So anyways, just let yourself, don't, don't limit yourself and just realize that after a year, your life can completely change in ways that you might never think. So anyways, we're going to let you go because we've kept you for a hot minute. I'm going to leave you like I leave you every time in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch like you. Bye.